0: The following content and audio you're about to hear is very touching and disturbing at the same time. Please, please be advised. your discretion is advised. Uh, this is Dan Weldon's fatal crash live. Forwarding. And one thing he was worried about going into this race was all that dirty air created by 34 cars. But right now, the position he's in, he actually has a small advantage because everybody else has opened the air up in front of him, and he, oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, multiple cars involved. Oh, my. It looks like Dan Weldon may be involved in it. I spoke about this this morning on the drive in. Just this amount of cars, the speed, just the chance for what they call the big one. And what happens in conditions like that, you when you're even if you're three hundred yards behind that, you cannot stop these cars. What the only option you have is to try to avoid it, and it was Im- impossible to avoid anything there. And you saw Will Power, his car involved as well. My, 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 what a, what a mess. That's Townsend Bell that was, I think his car was up on its side there, the 22. 15 there of Jay Howard, additional entry. All right, so we don't get to the point. Um, yeah, this is a tough one to swallow. Um, Dan Weldon was a legend, okay? He had just won the Indy 500 uh, in the 2011 year. And I remember he was going for a $5 million prize. If he had won Indy, I'm pretty sure he won another 500 miler. And then if he would have won today's rate, you know, the day it happened at Vegas. and I knew going into this thing, the speeds were close to 230. The closing rate was, I believe, not even a second, like a a tenth of a second. There were just too Many ridiculous factors. The, the place is not built for indie cars, it, they, any mile and a half is not. And after this incident, they eliminated every mile and, a half, mile and a half circuit. There's only two circuits where I'm concerned. Obviously, when we go back to Pocono and Indy, that those are the scariest races of the year because they're two and a half mile nemesis, is, nemesis, because they're just beasts of speed. Indy 500, I understand you got to keep that for tradition. In the race at Pocono I always liked it. They're okay. But when we go to Texas Motor Speedway, I, I just I just pray. I mean Gladiators, man. Gladiators. And this new arrow kit. I don't know, it's gonna be quick. Uh, speeds are upwards of two but but these cars were just not these these indie cars were just not built for this track. I mean and this accident should have been avoided times twenty. I mean, we should have never had this race in the first place. Why they would want a season finale at a track that, between you and me, guys, doesn't make sense. It shouldn't even be on the calendar, and I'm glad they, they took every mile and a half off the calendar the next couple of years, and other than Texas, and they had a gateway, but that's not that bad. But they just, they, you know, anything, any oval under a mile is the only place I would go with IndyCar, Really? Stick to the road and street courses. And I'm glad they did. Except for, obviously, Texas is tradition, I'm assuming. And I'm assuming they're not going to let Pocono go anytime soon. So, it is one of this you know, in that regards. But as far as this incident, this was a ter- terrible incident. I'm about to explain the announcement, too. Uh, bad. Now, you know what? I don't want to do that. Uh... I'll 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 show you his final words I guess before the accident which it's tragic man it's tragic so it'll be part one of the trip I'm going to show you the 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 happy moment though in a minute I also want to say the following year in honor of him he was doing test work for the new Indy car which has become a safe haven uh, ever since the new the new car was introduced other than the Justin Wilson unfortunate accident with a piece of debris. I don't believe there was no accidents that have been deemed fatal because of the new uh, the new car that came out. The, uh, James Hinchcliffe was close, but that was a suspension failure. As far as like a live accident, uh, there's been no fatal accidents ever since this guy's uh, death in Vegas in 2011. So, thank you, Dan. Rest in peace, Lionheart. The final words before a champion's passing. Dan Weldon. Rest in peace, Lionheart. How about you, Scott? Big question everybody wants to know, Dan, today is can you win and take home the $5 million bonus? Honestly, Scott, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that I could win estimating the talent of the other drivers in the field. I think IndyCar's got a phenomenal field right now. I want to thank O'Daddy and Verizon for this opportunity. And let me tell you, the Sam Schmidt Motorsports team, Brian Hurd, Autosport sport guys have been working hard on this Bowser and Wilkins at Magnolia car with uh, William Rast, Curb, and Big Machine Records. So uh, just so you know, Big Machine Records look after Taylor Swift. She's big right now. I've got to uh, try and impress them a lot. And the speeds we have here, 222 miles an hour. I mean, just fantastic speeds here today. You expect that in the race? Absolutely. I think that was a little bit faster, but uh, this is going to be a spectacle. This is a great way to go out uh, for the IndyCar Series in 2011. We know we've got the new cars and multiple engine manufacturers coming for 2012. So uh, we're excited and uh, you're grateful to Honda for sponsoring uh, this particular race. Good luck today, Dan. There's our starting field across the top five mil- I mean oh my goodness um I don't know what to say man I mean you heard her right there alive the speeds are gonna be higher I won't what a way to go out I mean if he had just made it through this race. Guys, let me tell you. And if he had won this thing, the race never finished. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into deep details. I mean, I don't really want to do the announcement, but then I'll start tearing up. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's unfortunate. These guys are gladiators. Okay, if you don't think racing is a sport, think again. Okay. I mean, it's 230 miles per hour. I'm pretty sure one driver turned on that race. Turned the lap in that race. I'm pretty sure. I like lap four. Alright. For those of you who don't know, Las Vegas Motor Speed was a 1.5 mile bank track. Uh, you know, about 16, excuse me, 18 to 20 degrees of banking. It was repaved in 06, but the surface today is just doesn't wear out. It's very low wear. Turn one's a little wear, wear and tear, but it's not that bad. I mean, a little bump. That's it. And to be really honest with you, what happened was, when they were started, when they started to crash ahead of Dan, the closing rate was, I think, maybe two tenths of a second. You have to basically have fighter pilot hands, and he was so he was in the worst position possible. I know on the the audience broadcast they said he was in the best, yes, he was. If there was no if he, if there was no accident, he would have just drafted up, and he would have eventually made his way up personally. But you know, he was in a pocket of air, he had all the space to him, but the problem is, when you got open space and you're not clustered up, you're not going to hit a car, you're going to go straight flying with the closing right, he just went flying into the catchment, he basically, what happened was, the, the car in the cockpit, the cockpit went straight into the fence, so basically, I don't want to explain too much, his head basically got shredded, basically, I mean... The helmet and the catch fence space. The catch fence did his job, okay. I'm not. You cannot blame the catch fence. It's supposed to do his job. There's no catch. No catch fence there. He's out into the parking lot somewhere, okay. Those that thing's like an airplane. It's taken off. But just what happened was, I mean, I don't know what to say. To be honest with you, <laughs> you know, he would have had the next his. The years prior, we call it the DW car, which basically means the DW 12, 13, 14, 15. Or, no, DW is 12, 13, 14. The Dan Weldon 12, 13, 14 cars. And the Arrow Kits came on. But the chassis was still DW. And I think this year, i got to look into it, but I think it's still a DW chassis. And yeah, just it, unbelievable, man. I mean, what a talent. 06 champ. I mean, they're two time IndyCar champ and, you know, two time Indy 500 winner. Just We lost a legend on a day, and he'll never die in my heart. And racing fan around the world, he'll never die. So, this is the sad portion of the tribute. Now I'm going to do the happy portion right now. The happy moment of Dan Wellen's career, the 2011 Indy 500. J.R. Hildebrand. blood traffic He's got to get him- a what the hell Did. What a tremendous finish! What a drive for Weldon! I'm tell- I've been saying it all day that outside lane. is I love you so much. That was Dan Weldon. If you didn't know, absolutely incredible finish here at the 100th anniversary of the Indianapolis 500. Woof. Driving for Brian no, Motorsport. Stay out on the track. Stay out on the track. He becomes the ninth driver with two wins. And while he is celebrating, J.R. Hildebrand is aching inside. Yeah. Well done, my man. Well done. <laughs> Let's go back show you what happened we talked about being outside the groove up in the gray an experienced driver would have just throttled back a little bit and turned around and just got off the gas as you watched dan weldon start to drive by look at this just two feet in the wrong place and it's been happening all day long he almost won it with three wheels can you imagine the feeling that young rookie has here comes the 98 to get past, and look at how close it really was. There is Dan. And- yeah, that was a crazy finish. I remember that I remember that day like yesterday. Uh, once Hildebrandt, I knew he, that race had a full of crazy crashes. It was probably one of the weirdest Indy 500s I've ever witnessed, other than the 2016 one with the, the fuel mileage at Rossi. But uh, the groove was just so narrow, and... I felt like if you made one wrong move, you were in the wall. I just I, was one of the weirdest bizarre Indy five hundreds I've ever watched and I've been watching Indy five hundred since two thousand two. So and I'm I'm not that I'm I'm still a young guy. So Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say. That was uh the two thousand eleven race was just crazy. I mean it, it had everything in that that wild finish at the end just unbelievable and Dan, then i mean i guess everything happened for a reason that was the second indy 500 and the final indy 500 not of his career but the final indy 500 of this generation of IndyCar. car because 2012 and on the speeds picked up but the safety of the cars have improved so much and now with the the new new aero kit coming in this year for 2018 uh things will look better with the the spectacle of the indy 500 because that's that's the race man that's Every month of May, man. Once the May first hits, I know it's Indy 500 season. I mean, that's that's it. That's all I focus on, and and the world of motorsport. There's no football on. Baseball is just kicking in gear, and you know, obviously this year we'll have some World Cup coverage, but uh, you know, in 2018. But it's just unbelievable. I mean, you know, you lose you lose. You just don't think you would lose this type of this type of well classy guy. Five months later, you know, I mean, you know, four months later, and you know, in October, and uh, and life's short, man. Let me tell you, uh, for real, damn. But he 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 never complained, man. These racers, this is what they live for, and they live for the speed, and I give them 100%. That's why I love the sports on my, IndyCar, F1, MotoGP, NASCAR. I just, they, I love it. Every time NASCAR goes on super speedways, I'm saying a prayer. Uh, every time MotoGP <laughs> races, I'm saying a prayer. Every time IndyCar races anywhere, prayer. Uh, F1, they're safer, but I'm still saying a prayer. I mean, you know, it's just, that's how it works. These guys just don't, they have no fear. They show no they show no fear, and Dan was taken from us way too soon. Till we meet again, Dan. Rest in peace, Leinhart. Thank you. Now we shift to another another touching tribute. Um, this one's going to be more of a happier tribute. The Dan one was um, not so happy. I mean, it was happy, I guess, with the 2011 Indy 500. That was, that was a moment I'll never forget. But um, now we go to the happier side of life, I guess you could say. The King of Thailand. Uh, so I'm going to look him up right now. While I talk to you guys about what he did for this, um, uh, this this great country. Um, his name is Humba Adelaide. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm, let me see. Burundi Adelaide. Okay. Uh, he was basically. He died October thirteenth, two thousand sixteen. So I want to explain how I found out the found out about the news. So I was uh, in school, high school. Uh, I was now I, I would leave early. I would leave around twelve forty seven each day. But this was one of the, the like the one of twelve to fourteen days I think where I stayed late because I had to take a senior pitcher. And I remember taking the picture, and then my friend, I went, I saw my dad, he picked me up, Is like, I live like five minutes away from the school, and he, he said, um, no, he said, my friend texted me, like, rest in peace, and I was like, what's up, king of Thailand, I'm like, okay, so I go home, I'm like, what are you talking about, you, sp- I went, like, alright, well, you spelled the name wrong, so I kind of figured, alright, well, maybe this is a joke, but then I realized, I turned the TV, on, but not it, it was real, he died at the age of eighty eight. After a long, it was just a long illness. He didn't smoke or anything. It was just just one of those illnesses. I mean, he. I mean, just the work he did over the years. The problem was, I believe, he just breathed. He breathed everything in, all the pollutants and whatnot, out in the field and whatnot. Now, I want to read some of his famous quotes. Um, he he said and he's honestly one of the people i look up to to be honest with you uh so i'm going to do a, a touching tribute with an emblem i have for a minute so here's one of the, one of some of his quotes i i definitely i like like i i don't use them every day but i think about these every day okay here's the first one a good person can make another good person it means that goodness will like goodness in the society other persons will also be good okay Basically, he's trying to say there i i love this quote man you know i i, I believe we are a great people, and we can make other people good, helping others you know goodness will look goodness it's basically just saying when you when one good person spreads wealth you know it'll it'll spread good good things to the world and man i just I just respected this guy so much to be honest with you. Uh, nature is something outside our body, but the mind is within us. Uh, that's beautiful, because nature outside we can't control, basically, he's trying to say. It's outside our control, but the mind is what we can control. You know, our minds are so powerful. Nature is nature. I love that. Uh, goodness is something that makes us serene and content. It is magnific- magnificent. Those who are not good are evil. Be real. Let's be real. That That's happening in today's society. King was right about that. Everyone must be. Everyone must correct his own self or herself. This is something more difficult to cope with, but it is not impossible. We're going to have to make self corrections in life. Beautiful. the The will to work of everyone in the country is the best guarantee of national survival. Yeah, basically, he's trying to say there. We need to be united. We need to be a country of one. And it's beautiful, you know. Uh We don't get many people. Who think like this, and the king did. And he thought about Thai's history, and it was awesome. I was honored to uh, uh, honored to see this guy. You know, not in person, but at through the car. Like I said, I have a picture of him, and I'm gonna do a touching tribute in a second. In Thailand's history, there have been dimensions from time to time, but in general, unity has prevailed. We yet yeah, unity. You know, united as one in a country where, you know. He built from scratch, literally. Ever since. He was a third world country, and now he's he's done so many great things. And the final one, I've been extremely touched by these signs of affection on part of the Thai people. Well, we Thais do, I'm part Thai, we, we call ourselves the land of the smile. And there's pretty good reasons why. Part one. So ten things you may or may not know about the King of Thailand. Let's begin. Number one. He reigned for over 70 years and 127 days, okay? Guys, that's 70 years in the office. I mean, he was never in the office, okay? He just never cared about sitting down. I mean, he really never did. Every day he was up working, trying to help the members of the Thai community. It's, it was awesome. Much respect for him. I'm going to try to get through him quick, though, because was a lot. Number two is actually... His name is actually pronounced Pumipon. Uh This one I didn't know. Uh, he he was the world's longest reigning monarch at the time. That says something. I mean, you talk about the Queen of England, King of England, whatever. You know, I mean, he was a family guy. He was a sailor. He was a writer. He was a jazz enthusiast. He you know he, just just a man. I mean, he was a, he just never sat. And the Queen was right by his side, which is awesome. Queen's still living today. And they just always cared about the people, man. Number three. His meaning of the name, meaning strength of the land, incomparable power, it was chosen for him by his uncle, King Rama VII. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Thai history, the Rama family has been reigning Thailand for many years, and his uncle, King Rama VII, chose him back in, I believe, somewhere around, uh, if he was uh, 47, I believe. Before, 1946, wow. That's, that's a long time. 70 years he reigned, man. That's crazy. He was an accidental monarch, ascended to the throne only after the passing of his elder brother. I knew about that. Uh, he is the only monarch ever born in the U.S. Yeah, he he was actually born in the U.S. Um, I don't know exactly where I'm going to look that up after this, but that's crazy. You know, he was born here, but he had, he just had so much class, man. I mean, Seriously, I mean, he was just just a legend, a living legend. I mean, and hopefully he inspires you to some of the achievements he achieved with the country. I watched a documentary at the airport. I'll tell you about that later. His interest in public service has roots in his parents. Mother was a nurse, his father studied public health at Harvard. Okay, he was a smart man. His his, his parents were smart and he but he He was more of the guy who, he was kind of like that guy, you know, kind of like the guy in the street, you know, but he knew everybody. He was so class and pure to everybody. He would just give you a high five or shake your hand and let's talk, you know. And that's something I embody, I I try to embody every day, you know, just to, to be that guy right there next to you, like, let's talk, you know, let's have a good conversation. He was a jazz enthusiast who played clarinet. I like this picture that I'm seeing on the screen. Piano, guitar. Sacks. he also played with benny goodman and stan stan jets on special occasions that's pretty cool you know those those guys are jazz enthusiasts i don't know too much about them. i'll ask the music lovers out there but uh wow you know just the, just the the humility he shows in this picture is amazing he lost his vision in his right eye following a car accident in 1948 despite this he was an accomplished sailor and navigator and uh he actually won a gold medal at the, the SEAP Games in nineteen sixty seven. So he lost vision in his right eye, but yet he still did this. You know, he still did great things for the country, even with the he basically he didn't let something some, you know, adversity hold him back. He he fought through it. And he did so many great things and I appreciate that. He originally majored in science at Lausanne University, but switched to law and political science to better prepare for the demands of his reign. You know that's that's just showing dedication. That's once again dedicated qualities, and you know he switched he switched his major. Shows the adversity he had overcome. He objected to the financialized, the fictionalized portrayals of his ancestors in Ana Leonos and memoirs and subsequent musical adaptation. Banning both within, t- yeah, he was he tried to bring culture to the the, the country, and you, you gotta love that. And I'm going to go back, see where he was born in the U.S. I think, I think he was born, actually, um... Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, he was born in Massachusetts. So he was born right up the road in Cambridge. That's crazy. At the Auburn High Hospital, not Auburn. Wow, that, that's amazing, you know. He was the first ever king of Thailand in the U.S. born. And... Uh, yeah, part part two. So in part three, I'm going to explain some of the world-recognized um, achievements for the world. And when I was in the airport, I remember watching a documentary, and one of the quotes was, your royal subjects um, remembered you for your, grace, your gracious uh, acts and kind tributes, basically. It was just a beautiful quote. I'm going to try to pull that up. Okay, so the man, he basically... He wanted to improve working conditions and life conditions throughout the global community. And he was recognized for that by the world leaders around 06. And he won an award for... Actually, in 06, he won an award from the UN Secretary uh, Kofi Annan in 06 for UN uh, Human Development Lifetime Achievement Award, which is awesome. And in 2013, the UN General Assembly, at the request of the Food and Agricultural Organization... Vote to celebrate the annual World Soil Day on December 5th. That's the king's birthday. Uh, he would be 89 today, I believe. No, 90. If, if if he was still alive, he would be coming up on his 90th birthday. Uh, so basically, his work in soil health, and, you know, he basically just made the soil rich. I mean, he, he had projects, world development projects to protect and restore soil health in Thailand and beyond. Preserving soil health is the very sense a sense of state, uh, the very essence of sustainability. Basically, he's trying to say there is. Without the good soil, nature, your plants can't grow. I mean, he he worked in agriculture, I and mean, he would often travel to poor, remote villages any time of the day and just sit sit with the common man on the ground, the common farmer, engage in conversation. You know. And I I, I respect that. I respect people who who you know. Have power, but they're just like the common man. They don't have a big ego. They're just here to do things for... You know... It's just for the society, and it's awesome. Uh, as I'm reading this, he was bestowed in honor... Uh, King Bahamba... Poon uh, In 1960, Eisenhower gave him the... Actually, his own name, uh, the Legion of Merit award. I remember that degree of commander-in-chief... Uh, he was a renaissance man, as many describe them. His endeavors covered from the arts to sciences to the government and development. He was a peacemaker, a public health, a rice researcher, an art, art, agriculture developmenter, food security, humanitarian work, international property protection, and fellowships in music, art, photography, sports, engineering, and medicine. I mean, the man did it all. And... He, earned, he basically through the commitment, though he still had the respect, and he was valued as one of the. He was he was the model citizen. Okay, you know how some kings are like they have they have corrupt power. He had he had he had no he had no corruption in his bone. I mean, he led the country like like any man would. You know, he uh... basically he basically just said, "Um, hold on, I'm going upstairs right now." Uh, he basically. When he when he reigned, he basically said, "This is my land. I'm gonna rule it the way I want." He basically just forgot the government. He was laissez-faire. He just well, he wanted to work for him and help others around him. And when I when I had a chance to to see his tribute, I couldn't go to the uh, ceremony uh, only because I didn't wear black. That was my fault. <laughs> you have to wear black to do it. And you're gonna hear that. You see this? This is an emblem I got. So I'm going to do this as my final part tribute. But I have his picture on the wall right here as I'm standing right next to it. So picture this in your head. You see him right now in his royal throne. His look of determination. He doesn't care about sitting down. He wants to go out there and do things. And obviously the beautiful queen is right next to him. And the queen is still alive to this day. But this is when he was young. He was like in his 40s or fifties or something like that he, he, or actually no, he might have been older in his opinion. I can't remember I'll ask my mom but the point is you just you just don't you just don't see <clears throat> excuse me you just don't see kings like that who are willing to work who are willing to go out to the common he did every day of his life I think he worked like he didn't sit down his royal subjects said he never he never took a break he could he could me as he needed sleep, but he would he was kind of like, "I need three hours of sleep, and I'm good to go. That's it. you know it just never stopped working did it for the did it for the country, did it for his his people did it for his So he did it for everybody, and that's why he is the most uh rural man i know so part four i'm gonna now x out of the sights and tell you about what's happening with his body. the past year that the Thai community has been you know distraught and we've been as a, as a Thai as a part Thai citizen there's been tributes for the last year going on till his final day before he gets cremated on October 26th and for those of you who don't know Thailand is all from school right now because of the the king's death and the one thing I'd like to say about what they do for him is every December 5th every every uh Every mother, every Mother's Day, every yeah, every holiday, they dedicate in his honor so the kids don't go to school. But the one thing I want to say, though, is he never – he was still alive today. He never wanted – he doesn't want this, believe it or not. And it's hard – he appreciates the people. He he wouldn't care about all this, these tributes, you know. He never was a man about, I need the tribute. No, okay. He, he could care less about the recognition. He just wanted to continue to help people and serve his good country and – the Thai people I respect tremendous. Uh, Coconut Cup. I mean, seriously, that's the Thai word for uh, thank you. Uh, you know, just unbelievable uh, power he had. And my reflections of him is just nothing but grace and gratitude. And before I let you guys go, and I'm going to do my final parfot tribute. I have an emblem in my hand. It has his face on it. And... It's like a coin. But it's got a... It's got like a white... Is it glass? It's like a... It's like a... Not cheap plastic. It's like a nice glass type thing. It's in my hand right now. It's an emblem. It's got tie writing. It's got a, a symbol of a... A strong... Strong infuriating... um, Strong Buddha on the back. Like the heads and tail. You know how to You got a head section. It's his face. Tails is the... The Buddha. And... Every day I, I touch this thing, and uh, I believe it gives me strength. It gives me power. So as a final tribute, I'm going to give you guys strength and power. For the next three minutes, you're going to hear a silent segment. And you're I'm just basically going to put the headphones in, go to a quiet place. And I want you guys to wish something of power today and have the strength to do something you didn't think you were going to do yesterday while I do the same thing and give my final tribute think of all the good things we have in life think about all the things we we treasure family friends food religion and think about those who need this right now and use this as a positive light. so I'm going to do this right now I encourage you guys to when you hear this segment to do the same thing just take three minutes of reflection and realize how fortunate we are. And for those who, who are not so fortunate on the app right now, who are going through things, please pray for them. Support them. And go from cope. Okay, guys. I have the emblem in my hand. I'm going to hold it in my right hand for 90 seconds. And then I'm going to hold it in my left hand for 90 seconds. What I want you guys to do is just think for 90, just think for three minutes, and just I, I encourage you guys to do it. just think three minutes about how blessed our lives are and how our days are just so grateful and so humble, just like the King. All right, guys, I'm going to start this at 35, I 40 seconds, and then I'll stop around um, two minutes ten. Then I'll do the other hand, and we'll switch. Okay, switch, left hand. thank you guys for uh, doing that like I said when you listen to this just think about the the great things we have in life, the blessed things we do every day to help others and just like the king you guys now all have king power I believe to do something you wanted to do ever since you were young or ever since you've been dreaming of your dreams the king has given you the power to invest and do the big things you want to do so from me to you this is my uh, touching tribute and a little bit of a gift. The do big things. Continue to do everything right, and hopefully this uh, inspires you to do, you know, what you what you invest in, what you hope. If you dream of going somewhere, do it. You know, do it for humanity. Do it for the, Do it for your country. Do it for your people. That's what the king wants to do. You know, and this is no religion. Okay, this is just a message from me to you. Let's all be inspiring today. Thank you.